Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome, fight fans, to another episode of Ones to Watch. And on today's episode, we've got MTK Global promoted Josh Adewale, who's only had one professional fight, but he's looking to make waves in the boxing world in 2019. And it was a really great conversation that I had with him. At first, when you get into the conversation, you think, oh, is he just one of these one-worded answered kind of guys? But as the conversation goes on, he starts to open up a little bit more. He starts to hear a little bit more confidence in him about what he does, what he's like inspiring the people he's sparred what level he wants to get to it's been a really great conversation with him to be honest and i hope you guys do genuinely enjoy it and look forward to his career in 2019 but before we get into the meat of the episode as always quickly get onto apple Podcasts, get rating get subscribing leave us our review make sure you get onto any of the other apps if you're on any of the other podcasting apps like podbean stitcher player fm all the other ones out there please get on and subscribe to the podcast leave us a review share this to your mates let everybody know on twitter let everybody know on facebook that this is the podcast to go and find and go and listen to so guys this is it the next episode of ones to watch with josh adewale so josh adewale delighted to have you on the line i'm delighted to be able to speak to you for our ones to watch series and thanks for coming on yeah, are you right? Yeah, yeah, good, I'm good. Like, like I say, thanks for coming on and uh, it's going to be good to get to know you a little bit better and find a little bit more out about you. And, you know, I've been following your progress for a little while from the amateur side and then transitioning over to the professional side. But I think for people that don't know you already, tell us a little bit about yourself and, and what got you into boxing. What was it that first drawn you into the sport? I've always I've always liked contact sports. Um, I was about 16 years old when I went to a boxing gym and just liked it from then, then really. 
So when you went for the first time in a boxing gym, some people like you know who've had amateur careers will probably say that's, that's quite late, that isn't it, to be going here and sort of starting out and stuff. But you said you've always liked contact sports. Have you ever tried any other contact sports other than boxing? I've done a bit of karate. <laughs> I played rugby for my school team. Um, I done yeah, nothing, nothing major, nothing major to be honest. So no, no kickboxing, no MMA, nothing like that. <laughs> none of that, none of that. <laughs> Just stick to the boxing. <laughs> what was it like uh, when you first walked in the doors of the boxing gym? You know, was it was it intimidating? Was it you know like oh wow, this is the place I want to be? Well, it was um, not 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 initially no, but obviously stuck at it for a reason and um yeah i haven't i haven't stopped since really so when you was in the gym you started training you start going through the motions and start learning and and, you know you start to feel yourself getting better at what you're doing when was it you sort of said to yourself and and with trainers you know actually you know i can i can maybe box amateur here and and maybe maybe make some sort of success out of it i didn't I, i don't think it took me long to know i wanted to fight and i can't remember exactly how long it was but i weren't in the gym too long before i had my first amateur fight and then um yeah we just went from there really what was it like first amateur fight yeah it was good i won <laughs> yeah it weren't it weren't great quality i guess but <laughs> i got the job done <laughs> yeah, well, you probably don't expect it, do you? In uh, your first amateur bout, obviously you, you kind of just all the nerves and butterflies, and you know the getting in, getting used to you know fighting against somebody else, and, and it's different when you go into a gym and you, you sort of spar with somebody, and going in there when it becomes more competitive, actually competitive because you know it's part of something. It, it, it does make a massive difference, but you know we, we're in a day and age here where you've started you started your amateur career at a time where obviously things like YouTube. Uh, were, were there and out there and I know a lot of your amateur stuff you can actually find it on YouTube and you know it's quite fortunate that we're in this day and age where we can actually go back and start to look on some of that stuff and you know do, do you ever I don't know if you do but do you ever actually look back on any of the stuff that you've done previously at, at any point or is it just you know a bit of a distant memory for you now I do I do to a certain extent there's there's one fight of mine I think it was about 13 months ago so basically a year ago December 2017 there's a there's a video of that fight on YouTube YouTube that I like. I may have had a look at that one um, in the last 12 months, but I don't really look at anything else. I have got a lot of DVDs though, but um, I don't look at them often. So, you've turned professional now. You had your first professional bow. I believe it was a like a, a little bit of a wait for you to turn professional because I remember seeing you putting stuff out on social media and it was like you were going to turn professional then uh, for whatever reason it didn't happen and then you've had to have a you know I don't know how long it was but I do remember seeing on social that it was like you were going to turn pro you're going to have your first fight and then that didn't happen and eventually it's happened now and you've got the first win and so what was it like then doing that doing the pro debut did you did you was you nervous did you enjoy it I wasn't nervous to be honest <laughs> people kept saying to me in the lead up to the fight they were saying um oh you must be nervous of the nerves kicked in and I kept saying oh yeah they will soon and I kept saying oh fight week and then I was saying probably the night before then on the day of the fight I was saying oh I'll put maybe after I've weighed them and um yeah no I didn't get nervous um I was surprised I didn't at all to be honest but um yeah <laughs> Just one of them things, I guess. I suppose not everybody's the same, though. Like some people get absolutely, you know, they're literally shitting themselves as they're going out. But it's like some people can just take it so cool, calm, and collected, and get out there and you know just, have, just enjoy it. I have I have been nervous, obviously, previously though, in amateur fight. So um, I was surprised that I won. Like 
not even one little bit from from my from my debut. But yeah, you, you well, you think you think like the the change the fact that you you know you're usually wearing smaller gloves and you're usually navi- you've got no head guards on. You know, it makes a big difference, doesn't it? You know, when you go into the professional game, so it's uh, it's surprising, but not everybody's the same. Not everybody gets nervous. Everybody you know can get in there and actually enjoy themselves at time. And that that first fight you've had, you you must have enjoyed yourself. Get finally getting to, to to make the debut. Yeah. So we're in 2019 now. What's your plan for 2019? What would you want to see out of this year in terms of fights and a number of fights? Um, I got told I'm I'm looking at five fights this year, and I don't really mind who I fight. But yeah, I'll just I'll just fight whoever they want me to fight. To be honest, I'm not really fussed about all that. But I'd like. I don't want to fight these people with losing records too much. I was meant to have somebody on my debut that was 1-0. and And then last time I looked at his box rec, he was 3-0 and with two knockouts. And he was a former world champion kickboxer. I saw that he, he boxed Linus. Linus has maybe had 10-plus fights now, but hit that opponent on my debut. I had about six different opponents pull out and problems and whatever else, but um, I wouldn't say no to somebody that's 1-0, and 2-0, and whatever whatever the record is. If my coach and MTK want me to fight them, then I'm good to go, really. Where did the link up with MTK come from? Um, I remember um, Lee Eaton messaging me on Facebook, and then we met up, and I just liked what I heard. And we went from there, and everything's been good so far. To be honest, I haven't had any problems. It's good. I was funny because Lee was actually on uh, one of our episodes earlier on in the week, and we were talking to him about his journey into the promotional side because he's only officially been promoting for six months, but obviously he's the events manager for MTK, so he's you know he's been there for a little while, and he's come for the white the white collar scene and come onto the professional scene, and you know he's a pretty good guy. Seems a pretty good guy, and it's good to hear that you know that that he was a good conduit to kind of get yourself into MTK and you know they're, they're expanding all the time and I've seen the announcement I think it was yesterday about uh, they're expanding to, to Africa as well and they just they just seem to be putting themselves everywhere at the moment so it's a good place to get to really isn't it for your you know for your first promotional stable to be under yeah yeah yes yeah, definitely they're definitely good to be with yeah and they've got the they obviously deal with IFL TV so all their shows uh, are being streamed with IFL and you know obviously they're the biggest boxing media outlet you know in the UK and, and you know one of the biggest in the world if, if I don't know if they are the biggest in the world but I know they're one of the biggest in the world so it's, it's a great platform for you to be on and that means that your fights professionally will get streamed and, and there's more opportunity for, for for you to be able to fully watch them back and you know see where you can sort of pick up on mistakes and things like that so it's it's kind of a great time to be returning professional because obviously you get all the opportunity now to, to with the technology and the social media stuff and putting yourself out there on social media and being able to you know use that platform to sell tickets and, and all the rest of it and that first fight then what was it like uh, the, the you know having to sell tickets was was that a new experience for you and did it give you any headaches um selling tickets wasn't too much of a problem but it was just something that i wasn't used to and in terms of the opponent he tried to give me a headache, but it didn't really work. Obviously, it wasn't as straightforward as 
as it may have looked. Otherwise, I would have probably got him out of there. But so I weren't landing. I weren't landing too too clean with many shots and things like that. But he didn't give me any problems. He was just trying to prevent me from doing what I was trying to do. But that's his job, I guess. Yeah. What's What's your ultimate goal then? Getting into boxing, like, I, I, do, do you want to become a world champion? Is that your eventual long term goal? Yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd be a bit of a. I'd be a bit worried if you turned around to me and said, you know, no, I'll just settle for an area title. <laughs> I'll just settle for the area. That'll be fine. No, but... I, listen, listen, nothing... I've got nothing against people at Southern Area level, but if I retired and that was my biggest achievement, I would not be happy. And, yeah, I'm not, I'm not going to say too much on that, but, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely going to get past Southern Area level. No, well, you, the thing is, you're not, you're not being disrespectful at all in any way, shape or form. What, you, what you're saying there is that you feel I know what you're trying to get across you're trying to get across the fact that you feel that you've got enough talent in in the locker to be able to get yourself past that area title level and move on to bigger and better things and the fact that you believe in yourself to become a world champion is is what most fighters get into the sport for is them big them big marquee nights and you know in the big stadiums and the big arenas uh, uh, even even yesterday say I was down the matchroom gym in Brentwood um, I've done some rounds of Felix Cash and he's even though He's not maybe recognised as world level yet. I'd say that he's definitely of world level quality and he will be soon. He won the WBC International, I think it was November, October, November, a couple of months ago. He's fighting for the European in the three weeks and things like that. So I'm inspiring guys that are way past Southern Area level already. He didn't even bother fighting for the Southern Area, do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, but... I'm not. I'm not using that of any sort of indication, but I'm just saying Southern Area t- to me, it's not. It's not um, a big achievement. Obviously, it's a stepping stone, but yeah, I wouldn't be happy with my that being the highlight of my career. Well, if you're planning to become a world champion, Josh, then I'd, I'd understand that comment, and a lot of people would understand that comment. It's not. It's not you being disrespectful to people that get to Southern Area title and don't go past it. It just means that you, you feel you've got more ambition and desire to, to to sort of get to that level, and you know, there's no wrong with that whatsoever, and you day you're boxing the business you're in this for one reason and one reason only and that's to be successful and become a world champion so i can't i can't fault you for that going back to to to, to boxing in general then probably really want to find out a few things about you and just a few little bits of information about who it is that kind of inspires you i mean was there any fighter in particular that you looked at growing up watching the boxing going you know actually i'd love i'd love to be at the level that they're at um there's no point in me coming up with these names to make it sound good or do these things other people do. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> no, no, not really. But um, obviously, there's been there's been fighters I've I've um, looked at and I like their style or um, things like that. But um, I've never watched the fighter and wanted to be like them or anything like that. There may be there may be a few shots they throw or little things that I think, ooh, like. Do you know what I mean? I may I may look at a few things with my coach and say, oh, the way he throws that. And do you know what I mean? There's there's not yeah. nothing wrong with things like that. But I've never was I had some. I've never had a boxing idol or anything like that. But. Yeah, no, that's fair enough. I, you know, not everybody does. Not everybody look as one particular fighter or anyone they look at and go, actually, you know, that's the, that's the kind of person I look up to as a as a boxer. But a lot of a lot of fighters do tell me the same thing in terms of they like to look at other fighters that are you know at certain levels and be able to kind of look at the way they do certain things. And go, actually, you know, that's that's really good. I might try and implement that you know into my own game. Not to to be not not to be them, but to kind of make yourself 
you know a bit of an all-round package by adding these little things in and I, I understand that comment a lot of fighters who I speak to at a similar level do say the same thing to be fair some of them will tell me that they've got certain fighters that they really sort of idolise when they were kids or whatever but they always tell me the same thing and it's, it's, it's it seems to be a recurring theme when it comes to fighters and you know like they're trying to pick up real good things that other fighters do and that's fair enough um, what do you what do you do outside of the boxing then uh, do you is it just full time training or do you have to work as well um, yeah I'm, I'm full time training yeah so you're quite lucky then really aren't you you're, you're, not, you're not actually having to to go out there and do like a night shift or a full day job and then go training you literally you've got the opportunity to be able to just train and fully focus on it yeah and fully rest and recover as well yeah wow. it's pretty, <laughs> but it's not it's not it's not as straightforward as it sounds though obviously the, the the people that do work full-time five days a week or do the odd shift here and there maybe they um i've got a nice car and things and i've been on a few holidays the past 12 months but i mean maybe they've got more luxuries than me i don't really i don't really do too much outside of boxing if that makes sense yeah yeah i understand and some people everybody comes from a different walk of life and i appreciate that and appreciate not everybody you know, has the same has the same commitments in life outside of boxing as as what others do. And you know, some people they they've got children, and it's all about doing it for the children. And uh, some people have different goals, different ambitions. So I, I understand again that comment about you, you. Obviously, you have a few things that you you know you enjoy, but mainly you know you you kind of keep yourself boxing. You roll a lot of things that you enjoy doing, uh, and just full time training. And uh, it's good. It's great that you've got this opportunity at this stage of your career to be able to do that because that allows you to fully focus on training and being able to improve your game more and more and rest and recover like you said before you know rest and recover is massively important and it must be difficult for the guys that do have to work to try and fit it all in so it's quite good that you've got that opportunity to do that and it's also good to hear about you going down to the to the matchroom gym and obviously getting sparring with 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 professionals that are uh, you know doing really well like Felix Cash like you said he's fighting in a couple of weeks and you know he's really progressing on and to be able to get in the ring and start sparring with guys like that at this early stage of your career will will do nothing but give you invaluable experience and I'm pretty sure you're probably you know looking forward to getting in with more more guys like that in the future and more you know names that are, are getting themselves out there like Felix Cash yeah 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 it was good what I was going to ask is about your sponsorships. I don't know if you've got any in place at the moment. If you if you do, this will be a good opportunity and a, a good time to to let them know. You know, the, the, for the support that they're giving you. If you don't have any though, Josh, this is also the same perfect opportunity to to let people know where to find you on social media. If any companies do want to sponsor you going forward, listen. If anybody wants to sponsor me, Instagram Josh underscore. Adwali, A-D-E-W-A-L-E, and then on Twitter, it's Josh underscore and the same, A-D-E-W-A-L-E, and then Facebook, it's just the same, but obviously there's no underscore, but um, yeah, last year, last year I had a couple of sponsors, I've, I've sort of lost contact with um, with them slightly, but so I'm not sure um, what's going on this year, but um, I'm sure they will get in touch soon or I'll get in touch, but um, I've just had a graphic um, done for sponsors just to make make things clearer on what I I need and what I can do for them as well. So if anyone is to get in touch, I can just um, ping it over via email or 
um, whatever they prefer. Yeah, absolutely. And it's good that you've got something like that done because there's people that will just go on social media and say, I need a sponsor, uh, and that's it. And they don't tell people what they can actually do for them. Uh, obviously, as a fighter, you, you, you're going to be, you know, on MTK bills, you're going to be getting exposure through through that platform. So badges on, on, on obviously your fight gear is obviously one of the things that a lot of guys like to do in t- the fight t-shirts and all the rest of it. And then, you know, I'm sure you, you have got a little bit of a social presence going on. So, you know, there's there's, there's quite easily opportunities for companies out there to, to be able to get on board with you and support your journey because uh, you, you look like a promising prospect from what we've seen so far. And I'm pretty sure as uh, as this year goes on, we'll get to see a lot more of you and hear a lot more of you on social media. And it's it's been a pleasure, obviously, getting you on and finding a little bit more about yourself and, and you know what your goals. Um, when... I just wanted to say something quickly. Course, when, yeah, you were yeah. just saying, when you were saying about um, about looking good or whatever in terms of boxing, a lot of things, a lot of these boxers, um, I'm not trying to put anyone down. That's not what I'm aiming to do. But what I am going to say, a lot of these boxers may be all right or mediocre. I don't know. They may, even, even the better ones, they may be all right in the ring, but there's more to boxing than just being all right in the ring. You need to be able to bring more than just your boxing to the table. And um, I can take care of business in the ring and there's a lot of other good things that I bring to the table as well and so yeah there's just more to it yeah well I can't argue with that because it's a true fact <laughs> I, I know uh, I'm not I'm not going to sit here and slag people off either I'm not going to do that but I, I totally get where you're coming from uh, in that respect and fair play for you to you know for, for stepping up and saying that and, and obviously I'm sure you know people will understand what it is you're saying and I was just saying before then that having you on is, is good to kind of get to know you a little bit and understand a bit more about you and, and the personality behind you and you've, you've not done many interviews have you uh, in t- I know you've done one with the IFL but you, you, you're getting more exposure now and people are going to want to see more of you and hear more of you the, the, you know the more this year goes on and I'm pretty sure we will and I'm looking forward to it and appreciate you coming on and, and, and sitting down and doing the episode with us yeah, yeah, 100% will. As as the fights go on, um, as of the next one going forward, we'll start taking care of the opponents in better fashion as well. So, yeah, people should definitely want to be more involved and hear and see more of me. So, yeah, it should be good, 2019. Well, Josh, I appreciate you coming on. Thank you for doing the episode with us. And uh, you definitely are one to watch for 2019. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know who else you've done the episodes with, but... I know I'm definitely one of the ones to watch here. Yes, <laughs> yes. I love it. I love I yeah. love the passion and I love the confidence. Thanks for coming on, Josh. I appreciate it. All right, thanks for that. There you go, fight fans. Another episode of Ones to Watch done and dusted. This time it was with Josh Adewale, one of old prospects with MTK looking to make a big impact on the boxing world in 2019. He's a very brash, confident young man, really looking to step out of the shadows in 2019 and start showing people who he is. And one thing's for sure, he really isn't short of confidence. When he was talking in that conversation about some of the guys he's been in with and sparred with and he's felt like he's already at certain levels of his career, even though he's only had one professional fight, just goes to show you that the guy's just brimming with confidence at the moment. So I'll be interested to see how that confidence displays in the ring and how it transitions over in his in his pro career you know over the next 18 24 months but it was great to get him on to have a chat about his journey into boxing and where boxing is going to take him in 2019 so as always if you've enjoyed the episode please go on to 
Apple Podcast and subscribe. Leave us a rating. Make sure you leave us a review. It only takes you a few seconds to do it, so please, please, please get on there and do it. If you're not on Apple, go on to Podbean or Stitcher, CastBox, Player FM, even the YouTube channel, Eat Sleep, Boxing, Repeat. Get on there and leave us a rating if you want to do it that way. It'd be really appreciated and it really does help us getting this podcast exposure out there even further. So I really hope you've enjoyed this episode of One to Watch with Josh Adewale. We'll see you next time, Fire fans. Network. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.